When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply that the masks wouldn't work. Where in Rima, 7 till 9, <laughs> News Talk 550, KTSA, and FM 1071. <laughs> oh, I love, <laughs> I love Bill Barr. I just, I just love yeah. Bill Barr. <laughs> he wasn't having none of it, man. He really wasn't. Oh, you know... To watch that, and I did, I watched the whole thing yesterday. Right. To watch that, you just you. sat there and you were embarrassed for our nation because you know that other nations are watching the Democrat Party. And you realize that if they win the Senate and the presidency, this is how they're going to conduct business, just like they did yesterday. Embarrassing was the word. I yep. mean, it. they weren't even clever about it. They didn't let him speak. They kept reclaiming their time as soon as he, he, they'd ask a question. Mr. Rima, excuse answer, me. Uh, Mr. Rima, Mr. Rima, hey, I'm no, reclaiming no, my time. Mr. No, Rima, Trey, I'm reclaiming it's my a time. talk show, and if you want me to I'm talk, I'm reclaiming I'll my talk. time. I'm reclaiming my time. <laughs> <laughs> That's the whole thing, man. <laughs> it, it was you awful. You know, like to slap every single one of them. Like he's going to get up out of his chair and go over and slap Mr. the Rima, hell out of them. Mr. Rima, I, I'm reclaiming my time. I'm reclaiming my oh. time. What are you ta- why are you talking? I, I'm reclaiming my time. I didn't ask you a question. Did I ask you a question? See I how you, you are. <laughs> that was embarrassed. They they made total jackasses out of themselves. That's why that's their symbol. That that they make. They were that yesterday. It was that horrible. was pathetic, man. Man, what man. was the point of that? I'll tell you. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you what I think they were doing. Here's what I think they were doing. And you you, you tell me if you think I'm right or wrong here. Right. Because I, I could be wrong. But, um, you know, they, they kept talking about how he's carrying water for the president and he's going after the president's enemies, which is not true. In fact, he asked them, name for me one enemy of the president that I have prosecuted. <laughs> Just one. You know? right. Anyway. You know, that's, that was the theme throughout the whole thing. And every time he tried to answer them, of course, they stepped all over and they wouldn't let him speak and all that kind of stuff. They, and it went that way all day. Here's what I think they were trying to do. Uh, for television and for the commercials they're going to make, I think right. they're trying to discredit him and impeach his uh, credibility right now because that Durham investigation is coming. And it's likely to say that... Obama spied on Trump. Yeah. And if it's if it says that, they want to be able to say, well, he's just, you know, he's a hatchet man for the president. You can't trust this. I think that's what they were trying to do yesterday. Yeah, they're they're obviously they weren't there to find out anything. They were there to create material for campaign commercials and and that was painfully obvious. Uh he held his ground though. I I I like the way when he was able to he gave it right back to him. Uh, he he's unflappable. He really is. But you could see the look in his eye, like what a bunch of jerks. Uh-huh. There is absolutely no point to this. And if you're a Dem- if you're out there listening, and you're a Democrat, and you feel good about what happened yesterday, you're why? Sick. You're sick. <laughs> what are you drinking, man? Yeah, yeah. Or embarrassing you're is sick. the word. You're st- embarrassing is the word I keep coming back to. It was embarrassing. It truly yeah. was embarrassing. Well, here's the most embarrassing. The most embarrassing moment, and it was hard to pick one because they were all just terrible. (laughs) 
Um, you know, he, the attorney general had to wait for an hour because the penguin got in a car crash on the way over yesterday, right? Morning, and he was an hour late, right? So the attorney general had to skip lunch while this was going on. Right. Well, they get down to the last few of the Democrats who are just going to, you know, filibuster. And uh, the attorney general says, can I have five minutes? I need to go bathroom. And yeah. Nadler, Nadler, the penguin, says, no. <laughs> says, Excuse me? That's not how you treat a, a witness or a guest. There's always, God. well, of course, if you need five minutes, we'll take five minutes and we'll come back. It's always that way. It's always that way. Right. But the penguin yesterday just yelled at him, no, we're not going to do that. And Jim Jordan jumped up and said, oh, oh wait a minute. Hold on. Common courtesy, and he needs he needs a bathroom break. And he's five minutes to go to the bathroom, and um, and and so finally, you know, the penguin started to back down a little bit, and back down a little bit, and the attorney general finally said, "You know, Mr. Chairman, you're one class act." <laughs> I like right, right. I like your one class act. <laughs> that was a great line. Yeah, yeah, you're one class act, you know. I mean, he, that's what I love about Bill Barr. He's, he, I tell you what, he's a supremely confident human being. He knows exactly yes, he who is. he is in this world. He right. knows exactly what he's done and what he hasn't done. Right. And he has to suffer these bozos for all those, these hours. I felt bad for him, and I felt truly embarrassed for the Democrats. Yeah. It was pain. I got you watched the whole thing. I couldn't sit through the whole thing. I'll be honest with you. Yeah. I. I blinked out for a nap after the first 30 minutes or so i don't blame I, you i, I, wish I, I was just like this is there's no point to this <laughs> yeah, you're right they're just I trying to embarrass him there's no they're not gonna let him talk no they're not gonna right let call. him talk or say anything <laughs> i'm going to sleep <laughs> yeah good for you because <laughs> you know that's a day i can't get back and then nancy yeah, yeah. pelosi comes on the tv afterwards no. and, and she you know uh as she's twirling the glass uh with the with the ice in it with the <laughs> special cubes in it she right. said i don't know that they learned anything it demonstrated the american people the contempt he has for our democracy his rejecting oh, any thought right. that he would talk politics as the attorney general just thought he was despicable and beneath the dignity of the attorney general this is all scripted of course he should be answering for what he did at lafayette square which he did answer for that by the way uh-huh. and he was like the blob sitting there fat shaming nancy Pelosi, a drunk an old senile drunk who is claiming that this guy is fat. And, I mean, it, you know, yeah, he's sitting there like the blob. She's a class act, too. You know? Class act, I mean, yeah. Nancy, how many surgeries have you had on that face of yours? Can they even feel your cheeks anymore? You know, I, 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 seriously. Uh-huh. They're, they're just they're horrible people, man. And and it, it's it's getting almost boring to be a talk show host because we don't have to come up with any clever arguments for why they're horrible people. <laughs> right. They're putting they everybody they're, they're putting it on display. Look at what horrible creeps we are. You know, <laughs> they're all a class act. You know, awful. And I and this is why I get so I, I get so bored of these people calling the president childish. That, right. Those were the actions of children yesterday. They didn't even seem like fully grown adults, like grown ass adults. They're 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 stomping their feet. Jerry Nadler's all clenched up, and he's got that stupid little, you know, I'm going to hold my breath until I get what I want. Look on his face. The penguin. You know, they weren't making any intelligent points about anything. They were just trying to shut. They they were just saying what they wanted to wanted to say, for the record, and then shutting him down in any response. I mean, they wouldn't even let him get the first word out. Yeah. Before they'd reclaim their time. Well, once again, yeah. just like they've always done, 
anytime they want to say something about Barr or about the president, it's exactly who they are. So when they were saying that Barr was nothing but a political <laughs> hack for the president, remember the worst, the hackiest of all hack was Eric Holder. All right, yeah. quick break here with Ware and Rima. We're coming right back right after the break. I want to tell you about Quarter Moon Plumbing, Heat, and AC for as low as $72 a month. You get a brand new AC system throughout your home that's going to cool you for many years to come. Top name brands, of course, is what they offer at Quarter Moon Plumbing, Heat, and AC. The most outstanding customer service, 24-7, no matter what time of the day, no matter what day of the week, they're going to be there to answer your call at 210-651-5899 and respond to your plumbing need or your AC need. Temperatures go up from here. We're just now getting ready to roll into August, and as we do, it's just going to get hotter, and your AC system is going to be working hard to keep you cool. Make sure you keep your bills down, your summer utility bills down all summer long, and save money with Quarter Moon Plumbing Heat and AC at 210-651-5899. Speaking of the weather, here it is. It's going to be partly sunny for the next several days. Today's 97. Tonight's 77. 98 tomorrow. Say.com. News is happening fast. Stay connected with News Talk 550, KTSA, and FM 1071. The president has had given us a false choice. He said that we have to get back to work and also deal with COVID. You can't get this country going again unless you get COVID under control. Just a real quick thing before you toss your subject out here, Sean. I just want to uh, mention something about Joe Biden there. Um, I, I watched that, too. <laughs> I guess I just wasted an entire day yesterday. Wow, did, I, I watched that, too. Uh, that was a mess, and that was a loser. Um, first of all, he comes out, and he's staying in Delaware. But when you watch the television this morning, they're showing clips of him that are years old, makes it look like he's young and vibrant, and he's out flipping burgers <laughs> with people. He's not doing any such thing. They put him in the back of a car and drove him over, all masked up, to a uh, community center. And he goes inside, and he starts to speak. And when he starts to speak, he actually welcomes everybody to the wrong place. So he doesn't even know where he is. He welcomes everybody to the wrong place. So they had to correct him. <laughs> Joe. No, Joe. No, it's not, it's not where you are. You're, yeah. so, so he gives out this speech, and, of course, he's slurring his words. He calls it a climate crisis. I don't even know what a crisis is. But that's how he's speaking, he's and the words are slurred. And I, I'm sitting there looking at the TV, and just in my own head, I'm thinking, is he drugged or something? Because he's got that far away, distant look in his eyes, you know? And that might just be because his cognitive decline. I don't know, but he's just got that look like, you know, he's just not really there, you know? Oh, here am I. Um, yeah. yeah. And then he goes to the question and answer. And he goes, I'll take some of your questions. And all of a sudden you hear the paper rustling, and out comes the paper. And he goes, okay, so let me get to my list of who's going to ask. Uh, okay, Bob from CBS, go right ahead. And, of course, these questions were all banked and written ahead of time, and right. the answer's on the teleprompter. And that's how the thing went yesterday. This is the biggest farce that is being pushed out on the American people that I've ever seen in my life. It's very weird. I mean, I don't know how to put it. I mean, watching the shrill foot stomping and 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 patronizing weirdness that went on yesterday with Bill Barr and combine that with the fact that this is who they're running it's it's like it's, I, I don't know what to make of it I've never experienced anything like this I mean you and I have lived through a few presidential cycles I've never seen anything like this before in my life yeah so they weird. have to know how messed up he is they have to know 
So it's it's got to be about Kamala or whoever the hell ends up on the VP side because, man, he yeah. is just a mannequin at this point. You you can't let him say anything well, without it sounding weird. One of the things you know, you just mentioned uh, Kamala. Uh, he had a, a hand noted not, right. hand notes that they took a picture of, and it said, you know, don't you know, say say that you and Kamala made made up, and that you're right. not mad at her, and you're not holding a grudge against her, and all that kind of stuff. But they did a focus group, and you and I are familiar with that because they've done focus groups in radio for years, right. where they get people in a room, and they just ask these people questions. Yeah. And this is what the people in the, in the focus group in in Warren, Michigan, said about Joe Biden. I just feel that he's saying is not making any sense to me. This this is a response from people in the focus group. That he is a puppet. I don't think Joe Biden is mentally capable of being president. He's up there in age. He's showing signs of dementia. He's a puppet controlled by a lot of people in the deep state, the lobbyists and people that have the big money. They are controlling him. And and, and the thing about it was, these are Democrat voters that they were asking these questions of. That's what I'm saying. Even a, you know, there are logical and reasonable Democrats. They're not all extremists and rabid weirdos. And they got to be looking at this guy saying, "My God, this is our guy." Yeah, this really isn't about him. This mm-hmm. is not about him. And you got to follow who they are right now, psychologically in a sense, and politically, it's going to be some. It's going to be a black person on the VP side, and Kamala Harris kind of fits the bill. I hate to put it that way, but these are very racist people. And in a sense, and they're not going to tick off Black Lives Matter by having, you know, a honky on the other side of that ticket. <laughs> right. It's going to be a black person. And it's going to be a black woman. And Kamala Harris is probably the one it's going to be. In my opinion, she'd make the most sense yeah. from their perspective, which is right. deeply flawed. And as I said, racist, uh, in- invariably racist. But. Who else are they going to go with? Laurie Lightfoot? You know? <laughs> right. No, no, it's going to be Kamala. I, I'm predicting it right now it's going to be Kamala, which means uh, if Joe wins, we have to deal with at some point President Kamala Harris. Exactly. Which would That's be it, a right there. Nightmare. Yeah. Because she's and not only AOC... a radical, she's also an idiot. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. I don't think AOC is going to be is going to head up be the Speaker of the House. I think that's exactly where they're headed with her right. as well. Oh yeah. And her radical views on everything will be in charge over there. All right, it's uh, 723. Toss something else out here. What you got? Well, I just, you know, the COVID update here with, you know, Ron and the judge is just, you know, a a pathetic tap dance every day. And it's getting more surreal with their numbers focusing more, maybe you've noticed this, on projections uh, and almost confirmed. Uh, You know, they, they talked about the school situation yesterday, brought up Ken Paxton. Uh, which, you know, I, I think the schools need to open because we are screwing up an entire generation of kids for no good reason. But they also updated the model by which they put their information out on what is also deeply flawed, this COVID dashboard that, as you point out, I don't even look at the damn thing anymore, but as you point out, they are constantly changing the design of it to emphasize what they want to emphasize and de-emphasize what they don't want you to focus on. They've updated that model, which now shows projected hospitalizations. And I, I don't know why this kind of thing bothers me. It's not like these aren't big news stories, but, you know, we had the thing a few weeks ago about how they fold the numbers of people who are likely confirmed cases into the total number uh-huh. that they put out to the public. Uh-huh. Now they're, right. they're figuring in projected hospitalizations <laughs> that haven't happened yet. They're just projecting them. 
I don't know based on what information that is. But obviously things are going a lot. You have to look at it. The more they project, the better things must be actually. Because if they're having to project people into hospitals now to, I guess, give you a frightening number, must mean hospitalizations are down in general. I don't uh, know how they can do that. How they I don't can either. possibly project who's going to go. Yeah. It's right here I mean, on one of the local news sites as just a foregone conclusion. It'll show projected hospitalizations. Well, what the hell is that supposed to do? How do you, how do you know who's going to end up in the hospital and who's not? I mean, I, so many people are asymptomatic. So many right. people have mild symptoms. So many people have a day or two at home with flu-like I symptoms. I mean, the vast yeah. ma- actually not so many, the vast majority of right. people. You know, um, exactly. what's the number here? Let me just look at it real quick on because I want to use their numbers. 37,984 right. cases. Out of that, 1,045, 1,045 have been in the hospital. Out of 38, let's just say 38,000, right? Right. And 1,000 of those went to the hospital. That meant 37,000 never went to the hospital, never right. ended up in the hospital. 37,000. How, how do you look at somebody and go, yep, you're going to, you'll be in the hospital in about six weeks. You're going to be, you're going to want, because 37,000 people never went to the hospital. How can yeah, you say yeah. that? I don't know, but they're, do, have you noticed they're doing more project, quote unquote, projecting oh my God. than before? Oh my God. Oh, Again, geez. that tells me things are, are looking a little better than they, than they're, than they're wanting to tell us. Because they're wanting to cook the books on this with projections, with projected numbers, both in confirmed cases and now in hospitalizations. So you just got to look at it from the inverted sense. So I guess I guess things are doing doing a lot better than we thought, because they're having to make up numbers now, even more so. It's it's a joke, man. I I, I take away the line from the the white coat summit, the news conference that's been yeah. blotted out, you know, from social media now. Right. Well, the one doctor said, I have never seen the healthy quarantined like this. Right. Isn't that great? I have never seen healthy people quarantined to this level at all. I mean, it's weird, man. Well, you said it at the beginning, and that is they want to emphasize certain things to scare the snot out of you. And so yeah. when they're talking about, and I'm just, I'm kind of rounding up because it's 37,984 total right. cases, okay? Right. So you got a thousand out of you know thirty eight thousand that have ever been to the hospital, and then you've got which means you know thirty seven thousand have never been in the hospital, and then so but that's not what they talk about. That's not what they emphasize. And then you have three hundred and thirty five total deaths out of thirty seven thousand nine hundred eighty four. So that means thirty seven thousand six hundred, thirty seven thousand five hundred six hundred uh, survived it. Right. <laughs> so right. out of 37,984 cases. So, I mean, the, the numbers are not in their favor. They want it to be played up and hyped up uh, it, to scare people. The numbers of people going to the hospital relatively low. The numbers of people who die relatively low. Every death is terrible. But I'm just I'm just talking about an overall numbers of cases. And for them to, to have any kind of validity in saying, well, you're right. going to end up in the hospital. We're projecting you're going to end up in the hospital. They don't have a clue as to what, you know, I, I can't believe what they would base those projections on. 
on when 37,000 out of 38,000 never end up in the hospital. Let's take a quick break here for the bottom of the hour news with Captain Don Morgan coming right up here on KTSA More Wear and Rima on the other side. Alamo Water Softeners, the best built anywhere, best serviced anywhere. You are guaranteed to have a wonderful experience from Alamo Water Softeners. Their phone number is 210-274-6122. Not only from the moment that they come out to initially speak with you about buying it, the installation process is fantastic. If you just mention KTSA, you're going to get free basic installation. That's all you got to do is just say KTSA sent me, and you're going to get free basic installation from Alamo Water Softeners. You're also going to get treated after the sale with the finest service anywhere. They can hook you up, and we're on this program, where they can monitor our water softener. And when we have a need, boom, they can notify us of that need, or they can just take care of it right away. Tremendous people, tremendous service, the best units anywhere. That's Alamo Water Softeners, 210-274-7. San Antonio's News, Traffic, and Weather Station, News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Pfizer just announced a little while ago that they're combining phase two and phase three trials. And uh, the vaccine looks like it's really heading in a very rapid direction, a very positive direction. Yeah. So it looks like, according to Fauci, that we're going to have a, could have, a vaccine by the fall or the winter and we'll see how many people actually want to take this thing and want to move forward with it because uh, Joe Biden pointed out yesterday and the president has pointed out on numerous occasions that people are kind of kind of iffy about taking the first round man what are you going to do am i going to grow a forearm out of my head or what you know that kind of thing so <laughs> i'll take it you know i'll get it yeah i will sure you know, i mean first uh, round I, right I, first round you know yeah. i'm not anti vaccine I, I'd right. rather it wasn't mandatory, and I, I'm worried about. It will you know, be. We've talked about before about the control they can have on you as far as employment and access to places and things. Flying, if you flying, have flying, if you have haven't gotten the vaccine, and that stuff worries me. Myself, I yep. don't worry about it. I, you know, would probably get it, but I just I I am concerned about the the mandating of it. They, I think what's going to happen, and they kind of set us up for this already. You know, these states and countries are limiting our travel already by, if you come in, you got to quarantine for 14 days. You know, they're doing that, like New York's doing it and all that. And Hawaii's doing it. You know, if you come in, you got to quarantine for 14 days unless, unless you have your card. Then you can come on in. You don't have to quarantine. See how easy that is? See what they do? Um, Hey, I got two words for you real quick. You ready? Yeah. John Sadie. John Sadie. Those are two words. Cool dude. Very cool dude. <laughs> One of the coolest I affectionately, there is. Uh, period. I affectionately call him Cap. And uh, the reason I say his name, call his name this morning, if you want the best chicken wings on the planet, on planet Earth, <laughs> and I'm go. thinking probably <laughs> Mars as well, John Sadie's chicken wings. You John can't Sadie's compete. chicken wings is good. Oh, my gosh. Not even close. <laughs> Right. Now, is this going to, because today is National Chicken Wing Day. It's Chris oh, it's national. Doesn't affect Don Morgan there, but for the rest of it, unless you're eating tofu chicken wings, because he's a <laughs> bald hippie. Well, but, you know, don't they have uh, smart, uh, smart, what do they call it, smart, smart beef wings, or whatever that is? is Don, <laughs> Don, Don Morgan, you eat smart wings? <laughs> and, uh, you know, and, and but Chris, uh, this goes back, and it's found its, its weird, its ugly head on our show as well. 
It's a thing that Chris and I have argued about for years in that I prefer boneless wings. <laughs> I don't like gnawing on a bone if I don't have to. I think that was our first argument, wasn't it? You it you came in one morning argument. and I had said, you know, if you believe in boneless, if you love boneless wings, you're not really a man. You probably sit down to you're go to the bathroom. You're not really a too. man. Uh, if, you don't like, if, you, if you like boneless wings. <laughs> well, I was kidding. Well, I mean, that was, used to be one of my favorite date night things with my wife. Is there's this wing place we'd go. we get these funky margaritas oh, sure. with gummy sharks in them. And then we'd get, uh, get some boneless uh, wings. But now I, I find out, and I know Chris is out there rolling his eyes in the dark somewhere. Of course he is. Rolling his eyes in the dark. But I, I prefer boneless wings because I just like the taste of the chicken. Yeah. And I don't need the bone. Sure. I don't need to gnaw on the bone to feel like a You man. know, the way I feel about it is that to each his own, to each her own, whatever whatever makes you happy. Uh, right. Because, I, you know... I. I, I remember I was with my son one time, and we went into this place. What's a buffalo? Buffalo Wild Wings over in the form. Mm, right. And they have them rated by different, you know, uh, hot levels, of course. Oh, yeah. And the hottest, I, I think they called it nuclear or something. So I mm. said, I looked at him. I said, you growing up, boy. Let's, uh, let's try this nuclear wow. stuff. And he wasn't about to tell me no. So we ordered the nuclear. <laughs> I, hurt oh, for wow. a, I hurt for a month. I hurt Ooh. for a month. Uh, both both places hurt for a month. <laughs> oh lord! I, see, it hurt all over. <laughs> but see, I can't eat them anymore because I love spicy. On my thirtieth birthday, <sighs> I went to a place called the Crazy Flamingo on Marco Island, Florida, which uh-huh. is known for its extraordinarily hot and spicy wings, but they still have flavor. Yeah. And my thirtieth birthday, I had twelve of their nuclear. That was the next. I couldn't do the top, but I did the next to the top <laughs> of the list. And uh, and drank about nine red striped beers with it, and uh, yeah, I was hurting for about a week. I, I I can't, man. That's what sucks. I can't eat any of that stuff anymore. I can't eat. Spicy no, not stuff. anymore. It's uh-huh. all over. You, you have to be I careful can't even these eat days. Boneless sure. wings. With a little, <laughs> I'm going to have to just eat like chicken flakes, like corn flakes, are about as close as I'll get to a, a chicken a chicken wing anytime soon. <laughs> Those buffalo flavored corn flakes. All right, quick you know. break with Warren Rima coming right back. We want to talk about the CDC director and schooling because yeah. that was a big local story yesterday. We'll get to that coming right up on KTSA National Chicken Wing Day. Pecos Fence Company two ten six five five fifty six fifty six two ten six five five. 5656 with Pecos. You get the most outstanding service. You get guys that can really, they really know how to build a fence here. You get, get get guys that can do it with the highest quality and the lowest price anywhere. You also get the best when it comes to materials. At Pecos Fence Company, they have the materials, number one. And number two, they're the highest quality materials that you can buy. You don't have to worry about the high prices of the big box stores and the fact that the big box stores always run out of what you're looking for. You don't have to worry about that either because they've got it in stock and ready for fencing and decking materials both and guys who can do the job. Even wrought iron and stone, they can do that. That kind of work too. So when it comes to your fence, trust them. They're great guys over at Pecos Fence Company, 210 655 So we can go wherever you want us to. Who has the authority to tell us that we can no longer exist as we have existed since our founding? And so we've asked for a declarative judgment. We've asked for a judge to say, You either still have your constitutional rights, which are freedom of assembly, freedom of speech, and freedom of religion, 
Those constitutional rights are in the state constitution. Those constitutional rights are in the federal constitution. Or, judge, tell us that we don't have those rights, and please tell us when they were taken from us and who has the authority to take them. Hagee from Cornerstone Church, he joined me this morning, and we were talking about their lawsuit right now because they just want to know what they can do with the school, Cornerstone Christian School. They want to open up on August 17th, and as a religious institution, they should be able to do that because they should be protected by the First Amendment. Now, what happens is when you're dealing with fascists in government, fascists in government want to control everything. Like Nelson Wolf said yesterday as he tapped the countertop with his finger, that they need to get in line and they need to comply. Anytime you hear Somebody in government say comply. To me, that's a fascist red flag because they're trying to control you. And all Matt and the team at Cornerstone are trying to say is, does the First Amendment apply? Is there really a separation of church and state? And if there is, then we ought to be able to open our doors and put our kids in school. The uh, AG sounded off, Texas AG, Ken Paxton sounded off on this yesterday. He said local health authorities may not issue blanket orders closing all schools in their jurisdiction on purely prophylactic basis. Um, the TEA said that anybody who just does a blatant shutting down of the schools that they will risk losing state funds. Brian Wood over at Northside said that they're going to take a look at a lawsuit and sue the state because they want to sue to stay closed. Cornerstone's trying to sue to stay open, go open up and have the kids go back. Bernie said they're going to open up on the 12th, which is a full week ahead of Cornerstone. We're going to open up. And that made Nelson Wolf mad because he wants Bernie to be under his thumb. Bernie, the Bernie school district, to be under his thumb. Well, he's got nothing to do with Bernie. Meanwhile, uh, get ready to jump in here, but meanwhile, the uh, CDC director says, you know what? The kids got to go back to school. I'm I'm the grandfather of 11 grandchildren, so I take this very seriously, and they're in school. But we have a crisis right now, a crisis of suicide, a crisis of drug abuse, a, a crisis of physical and sexual abuse that's happening in our country right now as our kids are not in school. And this isn't about socialization. He said that's an important aspect. But really it's about all the other roles that school plays in their lives. They have got to go back, and they've got to go back now. This is the guy that's overseeing COVID-19. He said the threat of suicide and drugs and flu, flu, common flu, is far greater to children than COVID-19. They are at more danger of suicide and drugs and flu than they are of COVID-19. So go right ahead, man. I want to talk about yeah, you know, First off, as far as Pastor Hagee and Cornerstone, what is Ron Nuremberg and the judge, why do they care if they open their school or not? The people who are going to go there are going to be people who are wanting to be there. The teachers are going to want to be there. The students are going to want to be there. What's it right. to them if Cornerstone opens its school? Okay, there's exactly. got to be something at play there. Uh, yes. Secondly, yes, the kids need to go back to school. It's their life. It's their only structure. It's it. You know, they're, they're and you and I know that they're, they're only kids for so long. Okay, every That's every right. day, every month, we keep them out of school. We are not only denying them the experience of, of school, but we're I believe we're doing more harm because these are young these are these are adolescents pre adolescents adolescents these are people who who need some kind of structure to their lives and there's the more depressing crap you put out about the COVID you combine that with what we're seeing going on in the streets it's no one this is going on with adults. Of course it's going on with kids and with young teens as far yeah. as the mental health issues. 
you got to send him back to school. You're going to end up doing irreparable damage to this entire generation by not allowing them to go back to school. It, it, it's it's madness. Again, like the doctor said uh, yesterday uh, at the uh, White Coat Summit, you know, I've never seen the healthy quarantine before. Why are we keeping them at home? Why are we putting them through this? You know, again, it's 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 having a major mental health impact on grown adults. All right. Imagine what that means for somebody who is 12, 13, or 14, or even younger. They need it. They need the schedule. They need the routine. They need something to hope for. They need to be around their friends and, and, and in that in that culture of, of school. And the longer you keep them out, the more you're, you're doing damage to this entire generation. It, I've never seen anything yeah. like it. The director of the CDC, Robert Redfield, said yesterday, they've run the numbers. And you're talking about one in one million child is affected by this. One in one million child right. is affected by this. And he said, I'm not trying to belittle that. I'm just trying to make sure we look at it proportional. He said, if you do the same thing for influenza deaths for school-age children over the last five years, there's anywhere from five to ten times greater in influenza than there is COVID-19. So I want people to understand, he said, the risk properly as we make this decision. This cost that we have seen, particularly in high schools, he said, sadly is far greater now suicides than there are deaths from COVID. We're seeing far greater deaths from drug overdose in high schoolers than COVID. And it's traced directly back to them being locked up, quarantined at home. And that is absolutely true. When we've had a, a, a TB outbreak, you didn't quarantine the whole country. You took the person with TB and you quarantined them until they were well, if they if they got well. Um, and and Pastor Matt's making a and you said it just right. I mean, Pastor Matt's making the right decision here uh, because there is something else to this. Ron and Nelson both know that if they can control somebody like Cornerstone, then all the other private schools and all the other religious schools, they're going to fall in line with whatever Ron and, and Nelson say. That Cornerstone has got the resources. And by the way, they got God on their side, and they're going to you know, uh, right. p- force this issue, and they're going to stand up for the rights of parents and kids to do what is right for them. And uh, the the local authorities here, they have no ruling in this whatsoever. The First Amendment and the Bill of Rights been adopted by the state of Texas as well, and it's very clear. Those rights are inalienable, which means God gave those rights to man. Man can't take them away. Isn't it embarrassing, too, how because of the antics of our local leadership, we constantly have to have the state attorney general involved in our business because good point he's, he's you know i mean it's really embarrassing it's good it's point. all the time yep. all the time you know just just let them do what they're going to do ron just let them go let, let them open the schools if they want to open the schools if they're willing to you know because i i agree with pastor Hagee. dig your heels in on this one yeah this is a this is an important precedent that's being set here and if you're right if cornerstone rolls cornerstone rolls over all the other churches with the schools are going to do the same thing and so every, I think a lot of these churches, and we have a lot of them, a lot of these these churches are looking to Cornerstone to see what they do, and I think they're doing the right thing. I think it's well, and so's uh, Bernie. Uh, you know, yeah. Bernie's going back to school too, and, and good on them. Um, the the mayor did take another swipe at um, 
uh, at, at the guy at the attorney general yesterday, and uh, I'm trying. I'm looking for the swipe. I'll have to look at. I'll have to. I'm looking. I'm trying to look it up, but I'll have to get right. it a little bit later on. But the mayor is constantly taking swipes at the attorney general, and the attorney general is standing up for the rights of people of the state of Texas. Back in a minute right. with Warren Rima, KTSA content downloaded right. in campaign commercials and say, look, this is Jerry Nadler. I'm denying that this happened. Oh, you know, or not Jerry Nadler, uh, Bill Barr. And Bill Barr yeah. handled himself, I thought, amazingly. He was amazingly reserved, even though he got his digs in. Great and, guy. Because uh, it was, it Great was pathetic. He, they would not let him answer. They'd, answer. they'd make a statement, ask him to respond, and then as soon as he started talking, they'd reclaim their time. Again, they were like children. They were It was the most childish thing I have ever seen in my life. And when they're talking about the church, about St. John's, at some point Bill Barr says, you mean the church they burned down or tried to burn down? Yeah. I think right. he said something to that effect. Like, you mean after they set it on fire? I think it was a peaceful line? protester. And he's like, you mean after they set it on fire? What? Right, right, right. And the best line was about the mask because they talked about the president wearing a mask and they asked him, oh, yeah. you know, did you give the president advice on wearing a mask? Because, you know, whatever. And he said, do you mean uh, the early advice that said you shouldn't wear one? Yes, right. <laughs> he busted their chops yes. on, on several occasions yesterday. Just busted their. At one time, there's like a 12-year-old up there asking him a question. I swear the guy couldn't be a day over 13. He's just a child. Right. Don't even know where the restroom is up there yet. And uh, he's harassing the attorney general. And you were right last hour when you said, this guy has nothing to prove. He's been to the summit, man. He's been to the yeah. top. Bill Barr has nothing to prove to nobody, and he knows it. He knows he doesn't have to prove anything to anybody. He's not, he's not moving on to something else after this. He's just wanting to make sure the law is followed in this country. That's all he cares about. So this guy's harassing him, right? And Bill Barr has more credibility in his tiny little pinky than this guy will ever have in his life. And he says, now, under the threat of perjury, under the penalty of perjury, Mr. Attorney General, blah, blah, blah. And he asks a question. And Bill Barr tries to answer the question, and the kid jumps on him and starts talking again, just like, you know, I'm reclaiming my time. And the Attorney General said, "Uh, no, you said under the penalty of perjury, I'm answering a damn question. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) Good for him. Good for you. You know, I mean, it, it, it was pathetic. It was a, it was a, it was a farce. The whole thing was a farce. And uh, there were some Republicans who would allow him their time to respond to what the last jerk yeah. was asking him or saying. Good or for them. Or, you know, yep. which I thought was cool. Uh, but yeah, that was absolutely pointless. And and the and you know this, the one person. You will never be able to get to, and you will never get under that person's skin, and that's the person who has nothing left to prove to anybody. And, yep. and that's Bill Barr. He even starts off saying, hey, I'm, I'm almost 70 years old. I made my life in the corporate world and the military before then. I, I, I had to be talked into this job. You know, I, I had no political aspirations whatsoever. And I, he said, I still don't, essentially. I'm paraphrasing, and I still don't. And so I'm going to tell you the exact truth. I'm going to tell you exactly what I think. And you you cannot that a guy like that is unflappable. You you cannot mm-hmm. get under their skin. And the more they tried, the more agitated they became because they knew they were not getting to him. Trump has the same effect on him, except he does occasionally mm-hmm. lose it a bit. You know, with the tweets mm-hmm. and has reactions to stuff. Bill Barr, no, right. no, you yeah. cannot get under that guy's skin. It's impossible. He just started laughing at him. Stop (laughs) trying. Yeah. 
Well, because it's 2020, now we have a shark outbreak on the East Coast because it's 2020, right? I mean, you know, that's the reason. Uh, A 10-foot great white shark named Miss May by researchers was uh, found yesterday hovering off of the uh, Atlantic City, New Jersey coastline. Then you've got three more sharks seen in the waters along Jones, Long, and Atlantic beaches in Long Island yesterday. They say the troubling aspect is it's just one. It's not just one location. It's multiple sightings all over the eastern coast. The sightings come one day after bull, uh, bull shark sightings. God, i got to be careful saying that. Bull shark sightings <laughs> and an attack. <laughs> wow. Ah, come on. An attack on a... <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Bull shark sightings. A great white shark killed a woman in Maine, and a, a, a New York City woman in Maine, who just got in the water and was just having a good time trying to cool off. Of course, it's you know 9,000 degrees out there right now, so everybody likes to get in the water. I watched an oceanographer yesterday talk about this and why this is going on. A scientist said the shark population is up. They're not being hunted like they once were. Some of them are endangered, so there's more of them out there. Second thing is the food supply is up. Otters are all over up there, and the people are getting in the water, and they're swimming around, and otters are around them. So the shark comes along and thinks those legs are an otter, and bam, they you know they, they hit people. I've always looked at it this way. You can tell me what you think, but I've always looked at if you go into the forest and you meet a bear, you went into his house. Okay, mm-hmm. you're in his, you're on his territory. Same thing in ocean. You go in ocean, and something gets you out there. Now, I'm sorry. You know, I'm sorry that that happened to you, but you went into their house. That's where they live. They're not being jerks. They're just doing yeah. what sharks and bears do. Um, and they don't come into your house. You know, you, typically right. the shark is not going to come into your house. So, Yeah, if you come into my you bust into my house, yeah, I'm the bear. <laughs> That's right. But, um, I, I, You know, I am going to say something, and this is going to sound a little, you know, freaky-deaky. Okay. But uh, I have always, and maybe it's because I grew up on the water, I, I have always has had a sense that sea creatures, and especially sharks, in a weird way, are very intuitive as to what's going on on land. The I last so. time you saw sharks coming into right. shore like this and attacking humans was the summer of 2001. Yeah. Uh, you saw them up and down the coast. You saw them in places you didn't normally see them. And I said at the time, it's almost like they know something cataclysmic is about to happen, and they're moving in close to feed. And I know it sounds weird. I know it sounds trippy. It's possible. But I, I, you know, I, I every time shark attacks start picking up, uh, especially in places where they're not normally supposed to be, I start bracing for what's going to happen. And I have no scientific proof of this. Uh, again, I, I am a nautical guy, and I, I have a, a, a mythical uh, understanding of sea creatures. But, uh, you know, it, it, it's true. The last time you saw this was it the summer and the weeks before 2001. Well, and I think um, it's a, I think it's like it's a I sign in the portent. <laughs> yeah. It's like I said at the beginning of the story, because it's 2020. And that's what right. you need to take away, is it's 2020. Uh, but, you know, the, the the fact of the matter is, Peter Benchley changed our minds about sharks forever oh, yeah. in 1974. You know, our minds were changed right there. You know, Prior to that novel album. coming out and then the, the movie, nobody, you know, thought about sharks all that. I mean, not since nah. the early part of the century when they hit... Uh, uh, I remember there was a, a, a shark, uh, great white, uh, I think, off the coast of New Jersey uh, during that summer. And that summer predated some great cataclysmic event. It might have been World War One. Well, there you I go. Remember. We'll be so, watching. You know, 
But watch what the Sharks do, man. Watch what the Sharks yeah. do. Pay close attention. All right, traffic and AccuWeather coming up together next with Ware and Rima on KTSA. I want to tell you about Bridgehead, Bridgehead IT. You know, many businesses are no longer dependent on a building. In fact, this is the way a lot of businesses going today after COVID-19. There'll be a lot of businesses that won't return to a building. But employees, as they work from home, using their own cell phones, they're working different hours, right? Well, if you're in business, you know that your office phone lines are still important. But they're too expensive. They're frustrating, and they always have issues. Plus, you got that big, boxy phone sitting on the desk that nobody is using anymore, right? With technology today, your office phone system should be integrated into your office technology, and that's why I recommend you get in touch with my friends at Bridgehead IT. Bridgehead IT with Microsoft 365 Business Voice will turn your Microsoft Teams into a powerful, flexible phone system that your employees will have in their pocket anywhere, and they don't have to carry multiple phones. You can route your business phone number directly to their cell phone and they will still have their own personal number on the same cell phone and they'll know when it's the business call or a personal call keep all of your office phone extensions and never miss a beat that's bridgehead it local for more than 20 years they care and they will make your office phone system work exactly the way you need it to bridgehead it BridgeheadIT.com or call 210-477-7999. AccuWeather forecast, well, it's going to be sunny and it's going to be hot. That's what we can look for the next several days. 97 today, 77 tonight, 98 tomorrow. And Local Big O Tires today. Bringing America back. Get what you need to know at KTSA.com. Would the federal building in Portland be standing today if you had not deployed federal law enforcement? I don't think so. There have been multiple attempts to set it afire. Yeah, and I and I you know have to say I don't understand why a small contingent of marshals inside the court poses a threat to anybody's First Amendment rights. KTSA Kitchen Designs by Giovanni presenting Operation Interdependence 2020 now through August 7th. That's next Friday. We're collecting needed items for our troops. Can you help us out? Uh, it's brought to you in part by Airtron, Alamo Water Softeners, Window World, and the Institute for Functional Health. Now, here's the deal. We know it's kind of hard to go get these things and take them over to Kitchen Designs, Alamo Water Softeners, Window World, or to the KTSA studios right now while the pandemic is going on. So if you'd like to make a monetary donation, and it doesn't have to be much, I promise you, man, $5 on the credit card ten dollars something like that we'll put it to good use we'll go buy the items and we'll put them in the sea rat bags and send them to the troops all over the world operation interdependence brought to you by kate and kitchen designs by giovanni all right hit me 822 i you know i'm a little freaked out by these seeds that are showing man it's now a national mm-hmm. story mm-hmm. that people are receiving bags of seeds from you know from addresses in china uh, there's Chinese lettering, Chinese writing on the outside of these envelopes, and nobody knows what they are. And the state is saying, you get a packet of these, treat them like, this is the exact quote, treat them like they are radioactive, like they are kryptonite. Wow. And nobody knows what they are. They don't know if it's some kind of invasive plant that the, I guess the idea is people will throw them away or plant them just for the hell of it, and then something weird takes over. Uh, are are they are the seeds themselves contaminated? Nobody knows, man. It's just a really weird thing, and I, I just wonder if anybody listening has actually received a packet of these. 
You know, I don't even know what you're supposed to throw them away. Or you're supposed to turn them into something. No. But, uh, yeah, you call the authorities, and uh, federal authorities, and they'll know what to do. I don't know if you call the FBI. I'd, I'd, I'd just call the cops and say, hey, you right. know, I got these seats, and see what they would say about it. You know, we did the story a couple of days ago because it was just in a few markets that these things turned up in. Right. And now they seem to be turning up all across the country. So if you get these bags, man, don't. Don't do it. I just, you know, are these trippy times? I mean, even something like this is like, what is, well, what is this all about, man? It's 2020. It is. It is. Yeah. And the Chinese, man, they're just coming for us even in the mailbox, apparently. So, Everywhere. You know. Yeah. We need to kick some serious Chinese tail someday, and I'm talking about the Chinese government, not, not the Chinese people. Let's put out a little caveat in there. Need to put that All in right. there so nobody thinking. Yeah, I, I, exactly. I, I support my Chinese do not attack, business here do not in the neighborhood. A Chinese person. That's no, right. Me I, too. I get my Fu Young once a week to support my local yep. Chinese restaurant. No, it's the Chinese government, but man, they they are about the devil's work these days, aren't they? Oh, big time. Wherever <laughs> they, they are, really are so. I don't know what the, again. I don't know what the seeds are. I just took notice today that uh, the, it had gone national, and uh, yeah. uh, I just wonder if anybody's received any of these. But just be careful and don't plant them thinking it's going to be tomatoes because it ain't going to be tomatoes. Uh, you no, it's going to be fly traps that are twenty feet high. Whatever. It, yeah, right. Going to eat <laughs> eat the kids. Yeah. Um, Ghislaine Maxwell allegedly took photos of topless girls as a hobby, according to court docs, uh, documents. Uh, the British socialite had an album full of photographs of people, young girls, girls, according to Epstein's former butler, Juan Alese. Said in an unsteel, unsealed deposition from 2016, and I remember that she had like a hobby. It was some girls were topless, taking the sun... And then they asked about other body parts. Were those in there as well? And so he he said it didn't show any other body parts. But uh, and he went he got specific. I won't do that on the radio. But anyway, uh, there were uh, toys uh, strewn about the houses. You can imagine what kind of toys. Uh, I won't get too uh, explicit or specific on what those are, but that this was a wild thing according to this butler um you know i mentioned this to you off the air a couple of days ago i just um i have no need in my personal life to see any of this that's where her trial is right now is they're fighting over whether or not this information is going to come out whether or not the pictures or the videos are going to come out i hope that she releases all the videos that she has all the pictures that she has i hope the officials already have that stuff because anybody who was messing around with young people, if they were, if anybody was messing around with young people, anybody, and I don't care how high up the food chain in the world it goes, they need to be busted and they go, go away forever, as far as I'm concerned, because to me, that's inviolable. You don't mess with a child. And if you mess with a child, we're going to lock you up forever. And I don't care what your name is. I don't care what position you hold or you held at one time. I don't care what family you come from, wealth or non-wealth. You don't do that to a child. And if she's got pictures and videos of that, then I hope she's turned it over to the court, but I hope the court seals all that. I, I realize it's real hard to keep that stuff under wraps, but I don't think any of us, I, I don't care about seeing her naked. I understand there's naked pictures of her. I understand there's naked videos of her, and I certainly don't care anything about seeing any young person naked. So keep all that stuff locked up. Far as I just concerned, want all the names coming out. I want to know everything about the organization. I want every stitch of this revealed. Yeah. Because this has been going on for a long time, as far as we know. 
And there are people uh, with a lot of power and influence and money who are involved in this. And I want every single stinking name to come out. I do. I want every ass. I, I don't want the pictures to be seen. No, I'm with you. It's like, no, that you have to yeah. think about the kids involved uh, and protecting yeah. them. But as right. far as what this is and what this was, I want to know everything about it. And I want those people brought out and charged and, and prosecuted. Absolutely. Every Absolutely. single one of them. Yeah. You know, we sit here yep. and talk about, you know, you know the, the, it's very trendy in America right now to talk about slavery reparations. We all need to hang right. our heads in guilt over, you know, the slave trade in America uh, 160 a year, however many years ago. And, uh, and, and that's our big shame. No, our big shame is that it's going on right now and people are allowing it to happen. It is slavery True. to take a young underage girl to an island and prostitute her out to rich men. That Absolutely. is slavery. That is the very definition of slavery. And they it's still going on today. people, and it's still going on. You give a crap you about slavery, you got to do something about the human trafficking in the here and the now and stop worrying about getting a check from an era that had nothing to do with you or had right. nothing to exactly. do with me. It's exactly going right. on now. If you hate slavery, do something about it now. And this is a chance to do it. All right, 828, uh, quick break for the bottom of the hour news. The most powerful people on the planet will appear before Congress today. We'll talk about that coming up. Amogee Bank, you know, they're just tremendous folks at Amogee Bank. That's where I do my banking. And when you turn to Amogee, you're turning to people that not only have the resources in terms of capital and have the money to be able to loan so that your business can grow and that if you're, you know, doing remodeling projects around the house, you can get accomplish those kinds of things. You know, wh whatever that may take, a mortgage, you know, that was one of my first interactions with them was refinance of a mortgage that we had and they were wow they were out of sight in their customer service i was just like you're kidding me because the last time i did a mortgage i had to chase the people down and then they made a whole bunch of gobbledygook and i didn't understand what they were saying and all that and here comes amogee and they refied the the mortgage and it was so easy i mean just whoop, okay we're done piece of cake and i understood every step and the same thing is true in business if you've got a family-run business you're not going to find a better group of business bankers who understand the business climate who understand the current COVID business climate and how to get your family-run business through it to the other side successfully. AmaGNA, member FD 8747. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. We've waited a long time for you to come here. The time is mine. You waited to talk to me like this? You didn't need to wait when so long. When asked about the use of pepper bombs fired at Americans in Lafayette Square, you said, quote, no, there were no chemical irritants. Pepper spray is not a chemical irritant. It's not chemical. Quote. Well, everything is chemical. I was referring to a dichotomy, Actually, a dichotomy in these kinds of things between so, chemical Attorney compounds General, and naturally occurring substances. Mr. Attorney General, reclaiming my time, there are rules by which we operate here. I would ask you to respect them. Oh, can I come over and slap you then? Oh. Can we do that? Because that's what you deserve after all that, man. That's just as that's just as rude as they could possibly get. Reclaiming somebody coached them on this whole reclaiming my time. All right, so and they're not going to do that today. The the most powerful men on the planet are going to be uh, in front of Congress today. And you can bet they're not going to reclaim their time. They're going to not going to treat them like you know pure grade right. A. 
stuff. They're gonna they're gonna kiss the the, the, the toes and the feet of Jeff Bezos from Amazon, Tim Cook from Apple, Mark Zuckerberg from Facebook, and Sundar Pichai from Google. Because with one stroke, with one word, with one look out of the corner of their eye, they can destroy political careers, they can destroy businesses, they can destroy nations. And so for that reason, I say those guys, and they're testifying, and it's the first time Bezos has ever been there. The others have been there before. Uh, it's the, the, For that reason, I say these guys are the most powerful men on the planet, even more so than Donald Trump and even more so than the U.S. government. These guys are extremely powerful. And they're wielding that power right now. A couple of examples. First of all, the doctors, the American Frontline Doctors video that was taken down. They don't, this, you talk about fascism. They don't even want a discussion of COVID-19. They don't even want people to talk about it. They want one side to be represented. And now the website hosting provider for, of Squarespace has taken down the website of America's Frontline Doctors, according to Dr. Simone Gold. And here's another example. Arizona GOP Chair Kelly Ward is just a few days, one week away uh, from her state primary, and Twitter has limited her account, which means they have you know, kind of shadowed her, whatever you call it, ghosted her, whatever, so it's not getting the full coverage. They did the same thing to Trump Jr. yesterday as well. So these guys can make you or break you, and they know it, and, and so do the people that are going to be asking the questions today. Yeah, and it'll be a love fest, of course. Uh, I, You know, I, I, what to do, what to do, what to do. I mean, I'm, I'm not into, uh, I, I'm not always in support of the government rolling in and breaking up companies or, you know, going after a monopoly. I I think if you can make a product or a service that uh, uh, does really, really, really well, good on you. Um, they obviously are using uh, their platforms and their websites for their own political ends. It's been true for a while. I, I, I was not as surprised by it, maybe, as some folks were. But I've never felt there's anything resembling privacy on, on social media. and uh, It's right. troubling with Amazon, and because and, uh, I'm now publishing with Amazon. They actually have a really good... Uh, publish on demand service, but uh, you know he, he's obviously got a lot of control over what he chooses to advertise and what he doesn't, what businesses he supports and what businesses he doesn't. I, I don't know what to do about it. I mean, they're they are what they are. That this whole thing was designed from day one as a political tool, and I think a lot of us came, you know, got woke to that a few years ago in 2016. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know what the solution is. I don't know if you have a case to go in there and say, well, it's such a monopoly, we need to break these companies up or what have you. But I, I think they're even too powerful for that. I, I don't know. I mean, what do you think? I, I This is one that I really don't have an answer for because oh, we, they, allowed the, break them up. we allowed this monster to become what it is. Absolutely. We Absolutely. allowed they, this. They, well, and, and even, even if they tried to break them up, now they own so many other right. uh, smaller companies that they have eaten up, that they have taken in. Uh, as an example, Amazon with Whole Foods. As an example, Amazon with their stores that they're opening now. As an example, uh, some of the delivery services now, you know. Uh, as an example, uh, with uh, Facebook, you know, they now have – they're TikTok, aren't they? I think they're – they, so. no, TikTok sure. is China. They, they've got a ch TikTok. I, I think they're – Instagram. Anyway, right. they own all these other, they have fingers in everything now. So you can say, well, we're going to break them up. Well, okay, well, then we're just well, going to 
It won't matter. It's not going to matter because they own everything else. They own the world. And because they're in the business that they're in, they own the politicians because the politicians, they need them. You know, they have to have them. And uh, I, I'm not I'm not passing judgment whether it's right or wrong, but I'm just saying they have replaced Walter Cronkite oh, yeah. in getting their message out, you know? That's it. And they, they dictate that message, you know, and if it's a wrong message, it goes away. They could disappear you. That's what uh, they're doing. Essentially online. They could disappear people and companies online. Uh, they are so big and powerful and rich because every day we all logged on to social media over the past 10 years. We were making them money and giving them more control over our lives. And I think that the only thing you can really do now is to be mindful of your own education when it comes to what's going on in the world. You know, you, you, you cannot depend on any of these platforms or websites to give you anything resembling honest or balanced information. You have to be your own journalist now. You have to be the person who finds stuff out. And that's going to become increasingly difficult because, again, as you say, they own all these platforms. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. you know, yeah. it's it's a sign of the times. And, and again, it's a, it's a Frankenstein monster that we all were complicit in building and releasing into the world. Well, right after Trump was elected in 2016, the head of Google stood up and he said, we're going to make sure that this is just a blip on the radar. And right. they do that by, you know, as you said, making content disappear. And when the content disappears and is not available, then you can't win elections. And they will make sure that the people that they want to win the election win the election through controlling the content. All right, back in just a minute, right after the break, with more Warren Rima here on KTSA. Got a good friend that just had a whole home makeover, basically, done with BSG. Because, you know, now that schools are out, they, they've, they've made the decision they're going to homeschool their kids. So they needed to set up a type of classroom there at their home with Wi-Fi services available throughout their home. So the kids are going to do a lot of distance learning and computer learning and things of that nature. Well, BSG came in, and they set up a Wi-Fi mesh network throughout the home. So they, can, they don't have any drop-off points, so the kids can continue to learn. They also installed, because they're going to be there all day long, the best, the finest in whole home security from BSG Texas. When you're talking about whole home security, when you're talking about looking after the kiddos, this is it. This is the way to do it with BSG. But I want to tell you something that's going on in our community right now, and I want to warn you about something. Right now, there are door knockers that are going around from out of town. They're knocking on the door saying, we're a security company, we're smart home, and all that kind of stuff. And they're knocking on the door, and they're doing high-pressure sales. They'll say anything just to get you to sign on the bottom line. The next thing you know, before you know, these are, these are really you know slick salespeople. You've already signed. And you're committed to something long-term and a lot of money. When you need to, make sure you do your due diligence and go with a local company. And that local company, with your best interest in mind, is BSG. BSGTexas.com and 210 Tell them Dave Ramsey sent you. It is very credible that we could have um, tens, the high tens of millions of doses of FDA-authorized or approved vaccine uh, this year. Cool. Hope that's, uh, hope that's right. 851, Warren Rima, what's going on, man? Oh, I, I have much going on. I'm still thinking about Chicken Wing Day, and it, it just makes me <laughs> sad because I can't eat chicken wings, boneless or not, you know. So I want to encourage everyone, 
actually is kind of a cool thing. You know what? If you, if your local place is open that sells chicken wings, mm-hmm. go get some chicken wings today. It's National Chicken Wing Day, and show your local businesses some support <laughs> okay. at a time when they need it. And you go and eat some hot damn chicken wings for old Uncle Sean. Because <laughs> you can't. Because can, I can. I, I eat bird food now and yogurt and a lot of stuff like that. So you go mm-hmm. eat that. You go eat that chicken wing. That's order of chicken wings for old Uncle Sean. What would happen to you if you had a businesses. chicken wing right now? What would happen to you? You don't want to know. No. You, you, you. <laughs> okay. That bad, huh? Or I that could, good? Uh, let's just say okay. I could solder metal, probably. You know, you, you go lo- nuclear. That's good yeah, enough. We can just leave it there if you around. Want. Yeah, yeah, it was. I, I, I made the mistake, and this is not a, a cut on Chick Fil A, but I, I am eating yeah. like a bird, right? Like a parakeet, mostly right now. I understand because I have to have a certain procedure on friday which i and we're working on the song for that too by the way we are because we need a song about colonoscopies and Mm -hmm. uh and so i last night i'm not gonna be eating much today or tomorrow and so i except for that lovely shake i have to drink and so i uh i i i i I splurged (laughs) and had some chick-fil-a last night Uh uh-huh and man, it was a long night. I'm just that's all it I'm wasn't? gonna say. Had nothing to do with Chick Fil A. Long night. Just that you. It's not your usual regimen of bird food. So it was an interesting. I evening. ate a lot of cereal. Yeah, long. Yeah, long night. I understand. Well, speaking of that, speaking of that, um, yeah. <laughs> this is a segue. <laughs> a smooth transition from one that's element right. to another. Speaking of smooth <laughs> smooth transitions, 100 police agencies have quit the Democratic National Convention over a tear gas ban. So, uh while you <laughs> while you have your own tear gas, yeah, uh they were going to show up and and protect the Democrat National Convention, but because Democrats hate the popo, they're not they they're pulling out. They're not going to do it after all. So, there you go. So, uh tear gas bans are bad and uh uh, there you go. So I'm just sick of it all, man. I'm just so okay. sick of it all. <laughs> well, how about AMC and Comcast? They they have reached an agreement. Uh, this is the future. There will still be people who will want to go to a theater and watch a flick, but there's going to be a whole lot of people who, number one, are tired of the prices, and number two, don't want somebody hacking on their back. So they're not going to go to the theater, and AMC is figuring it out. That's the world's largest movie theater chain. So they've gotten together with Universal, and they've signed an agreement now that first-run movies will only have to play in the theaters for 17 days, and then they go straight to streaming after 17 days. And Comcast is going to write fat checks to AMC to cover their losses so they can take it. Essential, that's essentially 17 days. That's essentially, it used to be over 90. In some right. cases, 180, depending on the contract. So now it's 17, and it goes straight to streaming, and so the theaters are going to be, I won't say empty, but they'll have fewer people in there. So NBC is going to cover their cost. I, I'm, you know, I'm torn on this whole thing. I mean, this was kind of going on before all this nonsense began with the riots and the and the pandemic, where we were seeing first run movies showing up on Netflix. Um, I know that I've seen a few movies on Netflix and on demand that I probably would not have seen had they been at the theater. Uh, I mentioned uh, one I watched last week, The Painted Bird, which was a, a World War II mm. movie that was fantastic. It was brilliant. Uh, but I, I still miss the idea of, I know it's expensive and it's, you know, you've you got people next to you and all that. But I do miss the experience of going to the movies when it's a movie uh-huh. that really needs to be seen on the big screen. 
And I'm just increasingly troubled by how much of our lives are becoming purely home-based. Mm-hmm. And, and I, that, that part of it, I don't, I'm not really happy with. And I think it's, it's weird, man. It's yeah, weird. It I had it to go, weird. I had to go out for a little bit yesterday and you're, you're in a waiting room and you are, you know, everybody is distanced in the waiting room and everybody's all masked up. Right. And you know what they're looking at in the past when they might have looked at each other and given a friendly smile, you can't smile at anybody now or, you know, a, a nod of the head or whatever, or hello. I'm, I'm one of those people that I'll say hello to you. Hi. Oh, yeah, how's your too. day? Oh, yeah. But you know what you're doing now? You're sitting in a chair staring at the floor or your phone. But right, w- whichever. That's all you're doing. That's 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 what we have become because of COVID, and that's a real shame, man. 